Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show, President, Patriot, or Puppet, ladies and gentlemen. Get your pencil and paper out now. If you want to, uh, please feel free to call if you have something to add to our show. The phone number is, you got your pencil? 1-347-826-7400. Again, 1-347-826-7400. You know, the last quarter of 2013 was an insane game of economic Russian roulette. Even more unsettling is the fact that most of American population still have little to no clue that the United States was on the verge of catastrophic uh, catalyst event at least three times in three months of the last quarter of 2013 alone and that we face an even greater acceleration of that cataclysm in the year 2014. The first near miss was the Federal Reserve's announcement of a possible tapering off of the tative easing stimulus in early fall, which sent shivers through the stock market and proved that the entire recovery is fake, a facade built on an ever-thinning balloon of fiat money, or phony printed worthless money. Today, markets function entirely on the exception that the Fed will continue stimulus forever. If the Fed does not cut uh, quantitative easing stimulus in any way, the frail psychology of the markets will shatter and the uh, country will come crashing down with it. Now, the second near miss, as you may recall, was the possible unilateral invasion of Syria demanded by the Obama administration. In my view, any invasion of Syria or Iran will bring detrimental consequences to the U.S. economy and energy markets, not to mention that it may well draw heavy opposition from Russia and China, though the low-informed shrug it off as a minor foreign policy bungle, Syria could have easily become World War III, and I believe the only reason the establishment has not yet followed through with the strike in the region is because the alternative media has been so effective in warning the masses. Unfortunately, it seems that just keeping most people distracted and confused by using the mainstream media for social engineering can actually buy enough time so that unanswered questions become irrelevant to the majority of the low-informed people. Then those higher informed, still seeking for answers, are the ones who are marginalized as deviants. Top that off with using large government agencies to produce fear of speaking out, repercussions from the IRS and the NSA, and it becomes a very serious situation that too few will speak about. The entities need a certain percentage of support from the general public and the military for any war action to be effective, which they did not receive. After all, no one wants to fight and die in support of 
a CIA-funded al-Qaeda terrorist cells on the other side of the world. The establishment tried to hide who the rebels were and failed. The third near-miss was, of course, the debt ceiling debate, which has been extended to next spring. America came within a razor's edge of debt default, which many people rightfully fear. What some do not yet grasp, though, is that debt default of the U.S. was not avoided. It is inevitable. Debt default will ultimately result in the death of the dollar as the world reserve currency and the uh, uh, petrocurrency. The final uh, gasp will lead to the uh, hyperstagflation within our financial system and the third world status for most of that citizenry. It is only a matter of time and timing. Timing is truly what we are all concerned about. Those of us in the field of alternative uh, media, such as our tiny little radio program here, view and understand economics fairly well and can see that the U.S. is on a collision course with disaster. It is mathematical certainty. We no longer think in terms of it, uh, it, it happens. It, uh, we only question when it will happen now hangs by the thinnest of threads, a thread which, for all we know, could be cut at a moment's notice. However, economic and political storms appear to be brewing with the year 2014 as a target, possibly in one or two directions. First, possibly to create a storm that will be in favor of Democrats to help them get reelected in the 2014 or a physical storm that is so uh, cataclysmic and inevitable that it simply explodes and all America stops. Globalists have been openly seeking the destabilization of U.S. sovereignty and they have openly admitted that the destruction of the dollar and our economic foundations will aid them in their goal. It is important to never forget that the international financiers want to absorb America into a new global economic structure and that the U.S. must be debased before this can be accomplished. Here are a few reasons why I believe 2014 may be the year they make their final move. I call it debt debate on steroids. Nothing concrete was decided during the highly publicized uh, battle between Democrats and the GOP on what would be done to solve the U.S. debt addiction. Some people, the very ignorant, might assume that the fight will go on indefinitely and that the proverbial can will be kicked down the road for years to come. This very ignorant assumption is a dangerous one. If you thought the last debt debate was hair-raising, the next is likely to give you a coronary. Think of 2013 as a practice run, a warm-up to the main event in 2014. Why will next year be different? Cause the motivations behind a debt ceiling freeze and thus debt default are now supported by the obvious failure of Obamacare. Funding the Obamacare was the underlying issue that gave strength to the push for new debt ceiling extensions. The U.S. government has overreached financially in every way imaginable. We have long-running entitlement programs that have been technically bankrupt for years, but the Obamacare was so pervasive during the debt debate that we heard nothing of these existing liabilities. Remember the strategy of the left right out of the Solonensky playbook. Keep the people confused and never bring up the past 
and assume the people have forgotten the past, ultimately Obamacare is the primary reason why so many Americans on the left want unlimited spending and inflation and why so many Americans on the right are actually seeking debt default. One actually enforces the other. We all know that at the top of the pyramid, the, de- the debt debate itself is false. Left, right, theater acting at the very least, but it's still theater with a purpose. It is a divide-and-conquer distraction. Obamacare was actually a forest that was designed to fail. America's collapse is the real goal. The programs only propose is uh, uh, purpose is to uh, provide a vehicle by which the divisions between the far left and the fake rhino right could be solidified in the minds of the common populace. A lot of cynicism is directed at the notion that the government might create a socialized health care initiative and then allow it to fail. Of course we know that is exactly what they had in mind. During the last debt debate, Obamacare was just a policy waiting to be implemented. Next debate, the policy will be rightly labeled a train wreck. Obamacare is failing is falling apart at its very inception, and daily evidence makes clear that the White House knew in advance that this would occur. In the days before the launch, performance tests on the Obamacare website showed conclusively that the system could not handle more than 500 users. Obama promised that pre-existing health care plans would be kept by Americans if they wanted to keep them, and that the Affordable Care Act would not do damage to the established insurance models. He made this promise knowing full well that he could not or would not keep it. This dishonesty has resulted in rebellion by Democrats who have sided with the Republicans to pass a bill which obstructs the elimination of existing health coverage. States once disturbingly loyal to the White House are now moving to limit the application of Obamacare structure. The White House had full knowledge that the program was nowhere near ready yet. They moved forward anyway. Why wouldn't they stall? Why would Obama knowingly unleash his creative work before it was finished? He had it in the bag, right? He won, right? All he had to do was build a functioning website and keep his promise at least long enough to sucker the majority of Americans into the system. Instead, he throws the fight and hits the canvas before he's even punched. Why do you suppose that is? It all sounds rather insane, If you aren't aware of the biggest picture, and I'm sure the average Democrat out there is wide-eyed and bewildered, some might blame it on ego or overbearing pride or presumption, arrogance, but this makes little sense. Obamacare is an American socialist dream. With a simple working public interaction model, Obama would be worshipped by the leftists for decades to come as the next Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Overbearing pride or presumption, arrogance should have ensued that the White House launch of Obamacare would be flawless, right? Once you realize that this is not about Obama and that the Obama is nothing but a middleman, what I refer to as a puppet, for the globalists who own him. Anyone say George Soros is the first one that comes to mind when we're speaking of who owns Obama. 
and that the actual implementation of Obamacare never mattered to that evil establishment, when you begin to realize this, then the fog begins to clear with Obamacare in shambles, the dynamic of the debt debate theater changes completely. Some Democrats may well show support for the hold on the debt ceiling. For what reason do they have to champion more spending? Obama has already made fools of them all, and the Obamacare motivator is essentially out of the picture. The GOP will be energized and more unified than the last debate, giving more momentum to a debt ceiling lock. The argument will be made that a resulting debt debate will not be harmful and that the U.S. can carry the weight of existing liabilities until the budget is balanced. This is certainly a lie, but it is a fashionable lie, which Americans will want to hear. Remember what I stated earlier. Unfortunately, it seems that just keeping most people distracted and confused by using the mainstream media for social engineering can actually buy enough time so that the unanswered questions become irrelevant to the majority of the low-informed people. Then those higher-informed still seeking for answers are the ones who are marginalized and called deviants. Americans do not want to hear that our economy is too far gone, that any motion to spend or to cut will have the same result. Currency collapse and physical implosion. They do not want to hear that pain must be suffered before a realistic solution can be applied. They do not want to hear that the system will have to be brought down before it can be rebuilt. And they definitely do not want to hear that the system will be deliberately brought down and replaced with something even worse. Will the next debate, debt debate in the spring of 2014, end in debt default, globalist desire so that the globalists desire so much? It's hard to say, but many insiders appear to be preparing for just such a scenario. No one, and I mean no one, believes the private Federal Reserve will ever commit to a tapering off of the fiat stimulus. I'm open to just about any scenario but this is one that I don't believe will ever take place. That said, I have to ask a question which few analysts that I read about seem to be asking. Why does the Fed keep pre-injecting the concept of tapering off into the mainstream if they never intended to implement it? When has the Fed, or what I refer to them as the banksters, ever pre-injected a plan into the mainstream media, which it did not eventually implement? The banksters have the markets in the palm of their hand, or at least they seem to. Stocks now rise and fall according to whatever meaningless press release the banksters happen to put out on any given morning. What do they have to gain by consistently shaking the confidence of investors around the world by suggesting that the fiat party they created will abruptly end? The impending approval of the Senate of uh, Janet Yellen a champion of the printing press, would suggest to many that quantitative easing infinity is assured. Derivatives and basically uh, the uh, banksters' uh, way of uh, demoralizing, which means uh, lightning war 
to uh, imploding uh, fiat currencies globally. In the 1990s, they were claimed as a financial instrument for transferring risk. In 1999, Federal Reserve Chairman Alan Greenspan stated, by far the most significant event in the finance during the past decade has been the extraordinary development and expansion of financial uh, diversities. He went on to argue that they enhance the ability to uh, differentiate risk and allocate it to those investors most able and willing to take it. Out of deregulation of the financial services industry, it was then felt they would benefit the economy, which is why the administration and Congress then made the decision to leave the, the uh, derivatives market vastly unregulated. What followed then was the graham leach Bailey Act of 1999 and the Commodities Futures uh, Modernization Act of 2000. Not knowing that this uh, legislation of deregulation would later be a huge mistake leading to the financial crisis to come in 2007. AIG sealed their destiny of bankruptcy after 2007 through their large overexposure of derivatives along with misjudging the housing market price that then led to their collapse. We know that the black hole generated by the derivatives implosion cannot be filled, debt still exists in the quadrillions of dollars, and that the Fed will have to print endlessly in order to slow the deterioration of the banking sector. We know that none of the currency flows created by the Fed and trickling down to Main Street, which is why credit remains mostly frozen, Real unemployment, uh, counting U6 measurements, the U6 unemployment rate counts not only people without work seeking full-time employment, the more familiar U3 rate, but also counts marginally at first, and those working part-time for economic reasons. U6 measurements remain at around 25%. Food stamp recipients have risen to around 50 million, and the only sales boosts to properly markets are those caused by big banks buying bankrupt houses and then reissuing them as rentals. We know that it makes sense for the central bank to continue quantitative easing, if only to continue pumping up banks and the stock market and hide the, the truly dismal state of the overall system. But let's forget about what we think makes sense for just a moment. What if the Fed no longer wants to hide the true state of the system anymore? What if quantitative easing is now giving back diminishing returns and will soon be no longer effective at hiding economic weakness? Central bankers surely don't want to take the blame for the collapse, but what if a perfect patsy is already lined up, a patsy so hated and despised that no one would think twice about their guilt. I am, of course, talking about the federal government itself. Think about it. The perfect failure of Obamacare promises a debt debate in the spring of 2014 that will rock the very foundations of the global economy. Both sides, Democrat and Republican, are ready to blame the other fully for any disastrous outcome. Though the Tea Party conservatives have been painted by the mainstream media 
as the lead culprits behind a financial uh, catastrophe that began before the Tea Party was born. The idea of gridlock leading to impasses and calmly and certainly calmly is already built into the country's consciousness. The general public's opinion of all areas of the government have recently hit an all-time low. In fact, the people's opinion of government could scarcely go any lower than it already has. Everyone hates what government is or what they think it is. Most Americans want to be happy to place the brunt of the blame for an economic disaster on the shoulders of Washington, D.C. The genius of it is they deserve a large part of the blame. They helped to make it possible. All of the horrors the citizenry will face in the coming years, the problem is the public may become so blinded with rage over the failure of the political system that they may completely forget about the role of the international and central banks and turn on each other instead. Why is the Fed now discussing just before the possible confirmation of Janet Yulin, a stimulus dove, the need of tapering off measures by 2014? It is just coincidence that the tapering off discussion is taking place parallel to the debt ceiling battle or are these two things related what if the fed plans to apply quantitative easing cuts during or after the renewed debt debate in order to make the market effects even more negative what if the fed is timing the tapering off of printing money to give energy to the debt default? What if the Fed wants to reduce support so that later, when all hell breaks loose, we'll come begging to them for support? Whether you believe a debt default will be deliberately induced or not, certain foreign investors have been preparing for such a U.S. breakdown for years. And once again, the apex investor, China, has made plans for dramatic economic policy changes to take place in 2014. China is ready to file for divorce. The economic marriage between China and the U.S. has been touted ad nauseum. Ad nauseum in a, is a Latin term for something unpleasurable that has continued to the point of nausea, or as the invincible relationship uh, chained in eternity by the uh, unassailable uh, independencies. Now, many have written about the likelihood that China will decouple from the American dollar apparatus, and so far, most of those warnings have come to pass. China has pushed toward the massive physical gold purchase, despite all arguments by skeptics that gold is no longer necessary or prudent as a safe haven investment. Apparently, the Chinese know something that the skeptics do not. China is is uh, on pace to become the largest holder of gold in the world as early as 2014. China has now issued yen, uh, denominated bonds, and other assets around the globe, and is its central bank has expanded its total balance sheet uh, to at least 24 trillion, outmatching the reported increased balance sheets of all other central banks. Now, some feel that this Chinese liquidity should be considered as a massive bubble on the verge of exploding and that it will be Chinese instability, not U.S. instability, that triggers renewed crisis. There is an alternative view, and that is is not shocking at all, 
by the incredible spike in the yen circulation. In fact, it was expected by a great many. The fallback argument against China dumping the dollar as the world reserve has always been that there is no alternative currency that boasts as much liquidity as the dollar. Well, as we know now, China has been raining yen down on every continent. International banks like J.P. Morgan have been helping them do it. China is not desperately attempting to prop up its own markets like in the U.S. China is deliberately generating mass liquidity because they seek to aid the IMF in its long-time plan to replace the greenback as the world reserve currency. These are not the activities of an investor that wants to stick with the U.S. or the dollar. These are not the activities of a nation that wishes to continue its limited role as a source of cheap industrial labor. China being the largest importer of petroleum Surpassing the U.S. is now planning to price its crude oil futures in yen instead of the dollar. And the Chinese Central Bank has announced that it now plans to stop all purchases of, of U.S. dollars for its reserves. These decisions are part of a precision strategy, a formula which finalized during a little discussed and very secretive economic policy meeting which took place in China in 2013. While much of the media was focused on China's call for softer restrictions on its own child policy, they ignored the thrust of the meeting which was to establish Chinese consumption over exports internalization of the yen. All that is left for China to float the yen value on the open market, which is an action to head off the PBOC, uh, a Chinese economist, banker, reformist, uh, bureaucrat, as governor of the People's Bank of China since December, says he plans to expedite all of the reforms discussed uh, at China's third uh, plenum meeting are supposed to begin taking shape, that's right, in 2014, a storm of septic proportions. Economic collapse is not necessarily an event, it's a process. The most frightening elements of this process usually do not become visible until it's too late for common people to react in a productive way culmination of events so far seems to be setting the stage for something and as important something in 2014 if the worst is possible assume the worst is probable the next leg down or the next economic carpet bombing if you will we don't want to leave out the possibility that it may only be slightly painful but the facts tell us that is maybe it's going to be mortal, sadly, as long as Americans continue to remain dependent on the existing corrupt system. Global bankers can pull the plug at their leisure and determine the depth of the wound with scientific precision. Why don't you come in now? Mike, my co-host, and give us your take on all of this. Oh, good morning, David. I, I think you hit the nail right on the head. There's a lot of facts there people are not going to be aware of. Obama, as we know, is controlled by, by Soros and by Jarrett, and he's directing all of his theoretical energy towards Obamacare, which is designed, as you say, to be a failure. There's no way you put that kind of money into something, and it doesn't work. You and I could do it in three and a half years. Yeah, a trillion as far as the currency is concerned, have you heard about that Bitcoin that's starting to pop up? Yeah, something about that. <clears throat> it's a theoretical currency where 
banks are not involved. They issue you a barcode, totally separate. It's got no basis in silver, gold, dollars, anything at all. But you have these millennia coming on saying this is the next best thing to come out. You've got to be an idiot to invest in something like that. Obama's got his eye off the ball. Obamacare is taking everybody's time up. It's not going to work. Everybody knows it's not going to work. He's given Iran free will to do whatever they want as far as the nuclear bomb goes. Iran's got deals with North Korea for a propulsion system to be able to get the bomb over here. He got the little O going down at the Mandela ceremony, bowing, shaking hands with Castro, getting a picture taken with some blonde, I don't know where she's from, and some other guy, and you could see uh, Michelle there really upset. He's at a funeral, and he's laughing, taking pictures of himself, touching this other girl. I would love to be a fly on the wall in their bedroom to see what their relationship is like. When his boyfriend's not present. <laughs> when his boyfriend, yeah. <laughs> and exactly then you right. got the economy we're talking about, Yellen, and replacing uh, Bernanke. And she, and, and I'm a little confused by that because Greenspan came out in an interview saying that he thought Yellen would be a good choice. I don't see it because she contends, intends to continue the quantitative easing, which is phony money into the stock markets, which makes people think, and the Democrats all say this, well, look at the stock market. We're doing well. Mm-hmm. No, we aren't. Interest is down to nothing. People in a fixed income who have retirement funds are is paying nothing. They're working off and living off their principal. Not a good idea. And he's just allowing things to collapse all over the world. China's making a fool out of us. Russia's laughing at us. Putin and Russia eliminated one of their state newspapers, and our media is becoming just like theirs. The media that we have over here is just useless. It's the same. And anybody that relies on the media is wasting their time. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to see the next step in the Obamacare because everybody's getting disillusioned with it. His popularity... I think I think Ann Coulter has it right. She calls the Democrat Party the party of treason, and I couldn't agree more with her. Obama's priority, like you said, is Iran and not America. And and when you speak uh, to the left about treasonous acts, they they treat the question as it's out of bounds in civilized discourse. And yet they routinely question the patronism of a conservative who expresses the opinion that spending money to bring drag queens to the show uh, at an Air Force base might be a waste of money. Now, of course, Obama's handling of Iran's nuclear program should be enough to lead any honest observer to the question uh, that to question his patriotism. Now, I, I cannot believe that all of us are not aware of all of these things and how he's lie after lie after lie. How can we continue even giving him the slightest uh, courtesy of, uh, uh, you know, of, of respect? Look at some of the people who are out there. We talked about this last, last show. They don't care if he lies. And that is that bottom line of people who simply want their free stuff. You got Chris Chris Matthews that had an interview with the little O, and he's just shaking and trying to compliment him. And Matthews, first of all, I think only six people listened to him, so they can't be too disappointed. You got uh, MSNBC, this Melissa Harris Perry. If you object to Obamacare or you criticize it or you use the word Obamacare, you're a racist. (laughs) There they go with the only argument they ever have. It's the only reason he's gotten away with this because he's black and people are afraid of being called racist. Yeah, call me demonize racist. Demonize him. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, change the subject quick. Yeah, demonize. He's he's a racist. Uh, now, now let's don't talk about what he was talking about anymore. Let's go something else. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, got you, we've got you categorized. So you you know anything you say now is is racist. I mean, MSNBC and CNN is changing their format. Now they're going. They're not going to be a news network, which they've never really been. <laughs> but the CEO 
of CNN and said, well, we're going to be a, uh, an opinion network now. Oh, yes. Actually, no change. <laughs> Which is exactly what they are, a left-wing, opinionated bunch of assholes. I, I, you know, I, I don't mind. Uh, I'm the worst person in the world to start ganging up on folks about using bad words. The left annihilates constantly. And even this guy talking about uh, uh, somebody crapping in, uh, in in Palin's mouth, I just don't believe we need a word police. You know, go back and attack his ass. You know, it's just I'm the least uh, politically correct individual in the entire universe, and I'm I'm just I don't believe in anybody regulating. So if if that guy wants to call me uh, a crapper, I want to go punch him. You know. So it's yeah, it's, it's my business. Uh, I'll just I'll just punch his ass and say, you know, how you feel? How, that make you feel good? Say it again, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> Turn the other cheek, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, his target is uh, is Palin, and she's a lot tougher than he he could ever live to be. Oh yeah. And fortunately, you know, at MSNBC, who got rid of Brashear, he quit or they fired him. It's you know, you get six stories from the media. They they really would have left him there because they think that that kind of controversy increases their viewership. But it doesn't. I mean, anybody that's, first of all, low-information voters, they're not even watching MSNBC or CNN. They're getting newspapers, the ones that can read, they're watching uh, Stewart, that kind, of, that kind of nonsense. You can't get across to them. These are people that have their hand out, and that's all they care about is their checks in the mail. Now, the millennia are starting to realize, ooh, I have, no, I have no check in the mail. I have no job. I've got school loans. But I don't have a job. There's no place to go. Plus, Obamacare is trying to change the work week from 40 to 30 hours, automatically giving people a 25% decrease in their income. Obama's out there pushing a higher minimum wage, along with Pelosi and Feinstein and these other liberal idiots, can't support. You're not going to pay somebody $20 an hour, $10 an hour, whatever number you may settle on, for putting a hamburger in a bag. And it's not <laughs> exactly. supposed to be. You can't support a family of four, and that's their big argument. Well, you can't support a family of four with minimum wage. No, Nobody's going to pay $10 for a dollar burger, you know. Exactly. It's just going to put them out of business, which, again, hits Obama's main, main objective. Destroy the United States, destroy the military, destroy our nuclear weapons, destroy small and big business, dilute the economy. I mean, it goes on and on with the things he's trying to accomplish, and everybody's too afraid to do anything. Always black, they'll call me a racist. So you're a racist. I don't care if you call me purple. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Absolutely. You're not going to change the subject on me and call me whatever. I mean, what was the, I can't remember the radio host's name that was talking about the hose, and, and, and then the Al Sharptons came up and, and they got him fired. You remember that? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't think oh, of his that name. Was that uh, the guy with the cowboy hat? Yeah, yeah, I can't think of his name. But I anyway, can't think of his name either. Any, anybody uh, on the right or conservative is going to get bashed by the left. And then, of course, this uh, uh, money mongrel, Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson, is going to come racing uh, to the pit because that's where they make their, their cash is, oh, he's a racist. Look at him. He's ra- you got to get rid of him. He's a racist. Uh, you know, this Trayvon Martin thing down here was just absolutely – I don't think anyone with brain cells could not figure out what was going on there. You know, it's uh, who gives a crap? We had a trial by jury, and then these people say, no, they were all wrong. They were all racist in that uh, jury, and and they can change the subject, and they get away with it. How the yeah. hell does that happen? It's ridiculous. And now they're was, just very concerned with everything that Zimmerman does. Well, this just proves it. <clears throat> yeah. Holder wants to still... Uh, find Zimmerman guilty. Oh, it's a hate crime. It was a racial. It was, he's a white Hispanic. No, he's yeah. Hispanic or he's American. Take your choice. Yeah. 
you know, and you always say this, and I'm going to eject it before you do. Look at this. Look at what he did when he first got in office. He took the the black guys who were intimidating people at the uh, voting booth and released them from any charges very quickly. That's the first thing he had on his mind. He he's hates white people and he wants to race over and and eliminate anything that the black folks do, right? I can't understand why people can't see that. Well, it's the Black Panthers. Everybody knows what the Black Panthers are, what they do, what they've done. Yeah. And they just, they won't even recognize, and the news media will not even discuss all these knockout games. I hate that name. Yeah. Because it's all black-on-white crime, and it's a typical black-on-white crime. There's four or five of them, not only against one white person, but they strike from the back, typically. I mean, these, sure. these guys are black cowards. I mean, cut me a break. You know, if we, if we had a bunch of, uh, of white cowards out there uh, t- trying to find black people to sneak up behind and hit, do you know what kind of cataclysmic reaction that would cause? You know, it's, oh, this is, it's so uh, stupid. We we as Americans are just so stupid. We keep doing the same things, and we don't want to step on anybody's feet and blah blah blah. It's just incredible. We're becoming so weak and pathetic. I, I don't understand why we can't just grow up. Well, it's the low information voters, the ones I like to refer to lovingly as stupid. You got people that just don't pay attention. I mean, you got the news media out there, left wing liberals. This little six-year-old boy, I think it was in Colorado, kissed this girl's hand and yeah, he put her in his record. Uh, you know, a sexual harassment. Uh, <laughs> I mean, a break. God. But yet, if he kissed another boy, oh, he's just experimenting. That's fine. Uh-huh. He's six years old. Leave him the heck alone. It's like Colorado <laughs> and Washington now with with illegal air quotes recreational marijuana. Now they're finding the crime rates going up, thievery's going up. Of course it is. What do they expect? People are idiots. You know, that's what's going to be happening. And if it goes to other states, the same thing is going to happen there too. Amazing. You know, you're in the you're in the right uh, business to know all about that. And I enjoyed uh, the show that we did with with you on all of that. And when we have people that really don't understand drugs and how you start step one, step two, step three, and when you get into these steps, you can't go back. You've got to go forward getting worse and worse and worse and worse. In just a little bit about what you do to, to you know, bring, bring people's awareness so they know who, in fact, you are when we're talking about drugs. You know what I mean? Um, my, my business is Drug Test Consultants of PA, and I do drug testing. I work for with attorneys, with their clients for hair drug testing that gives a minimum three-month history. And it looks at marijuana, PCP, amphetamines, methamphetamines, opiates, which is her friend, morphine and codeine, mm-hmm. PCP. And it, there's a secondary hair test that gives you a synthetic opiates, which but is it, a very, step very one, popular thing. But step one is what? Marijuana. marijuana you know, you gateway get, drugs. Yeah, you start right there, and that's got you, and it's going to zip you right on in to the rest, and it's going to be ha-ha, hooray, let's have a good time from there on when you destroy your life completely. And people don't understand because the the liberals want you to think that these two things are not true, which they are true. Marijuana, gateway drug, leads to other drugs. Exactly. Just like the thing with Muslims, not all... Muslims are terrorists, but all terrorists are Muslims. Not all yeah. people that use marijuana get on the harder drugs, but people that use harder drugs started with marijuana. Sure. It is a gateway yeah. drug, and it also kills brain cells. Mm-hmm. you got somebody that's been on marijuana for a long period of time. They ain't as smart as they used to be. Exactly. They are. I mean, I've known people that have been high, and they'll talk, and they think that they're being normal. And you can't even understand what they're saying. Marijuana kills brain cells, and you're going to find Washington and Colorado being dumber and dumber, and they're going to have a harder and harder time finding people that they can actually hire without that in their system. Well, let me ask you this question. Doesn't it it seem 
absolute to you that if for the past hundred years that progressive progressives have been trying to dumb down society, that this would fit right into their plan. We it's want as many stupid people. We want you to not have a clue what Benghazi is and think it's a Star Wars character. We want you to be that stupid because you're easier to be controlled. So, yes, let's just let them have the marijuana and their drugs, whatever. Yes, indeed. I think it's part of that that plan, that progressive. Yeah, it fits into the reference perfectly plan. because you've got people that are using drugs that – you get into the harder drugs, your first thought in the morning is, how am I going to get my first hit? You don't care yeah. about politics. You don't care about anything. Right. And the next step up are the people that are actually working. They haven't succumbed to the Santa Claus aspect, but now they can't get jobs either. And the more time people have on their hands, the less ambitious they become. Exactly. And if you slip down and say, well, yeah, I'm just going to have a little marijuana because I need it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's another problem with drug abuse. You stub your toe, you need a hit. And they promote that. So, that falls into the liberal mindset. It's so incredible. I want to share a person that we met who was giving the argument that 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 it was really completely the wrong thing to do for the public to condemn marijuana because they had so much pain that if they were not able to smoke their joint in a place where drugs are illegal, there is a method of purchasing drugs through your doctor, and you can get what's called medical marijuana. I actually met the person who, not the person, but a person, because there's millions of them, that is indeed, uh, of course, they had some accident or something years ago, and in order for them to uh, say that they uh, can be pain-free, they have to be smoking their marijuana. Now, this is incredible. This is too much to believe that uh, you can be in in a place where it's actually illegal, but that doesn't mean anything. And they, uh, as a matter of fact, it was almost told to us like in a giggle. It really doesn't mean that that you can be somewhere in some place where it's illegal and not get it. All you got to do is learn the system. That's what was told to me. Just learn the system, and you can, you know, bait and use the system. Well, you look out at Hollywood, and you hear all these stories about the uh, theoretical Hollywood stars, which I think is a joke. Uh, you know, they make a living by pretending to be somebody else. Yeah. But yeah. you, there are so many that have medical marijuana cards. Yeah. This medical marijuana is the, another big joke. You know, if somebody is dying of cancer, they got six months to live and it helps with the nausea, well, then, you know, do whatever you want. Yeah. But as far as people taking advantage of that, working the system, that's foolish. Yeah. It hurts people that really could benefit and are in the last stages of life. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And it was, again, it was so, uh, it was almost laughable what she was saying to me. And she was saying it as though, you see, you can work the system and blah, blah, blah. It, she was really proud of, of being able to work the system. And I, the, the person who I am can listen to something like that and I'm, I'm enraged, and I can't reveal it, but it's just one of those things where uh, not only working the system for marijuana, working the system to get food stamps, working the system to get housing subsidies, and laughing at the people who are out there paying for it, and continuing on with your working the system. You know, I, I just... Uh, I'm completely enraged when I hear things like that. Well, and they think that it's their benefits. That's the word they'll use. Yeah. I'm a benefits check's coming. Benefits, really? Did you work? Nah. Then why yeah. is it a benefit? Well, because they owe it to me. Yeah, they owe it to you, yeah. yeah Obama says they owe it to you. we got to have a redistribution of wealth. If you got money, like Joe the plumber, well, yeah, it's, you know, you didn't build that business yourself, 
and you should really be spreading the wealth around to the people that work for you. Right. Don't work that way. If I build something up, I'm getting the advantage of it. I put the things at risk to do that. Not somebody Look that at, I'm paying a hundred dollars an I, hour. I know. I know you were listening to those uh, union bosses who were talking about. Listen. Uh, Profit is irrelevant, and they will go yeah, on right. about you know uh, the what you're supposed to be paying the the people and and this one it came out of her mouth I can't even think of her name but has the stupidest look in the world I, I put her right up there with Nancy Pelosi and just talking about you know profit is irrelevant a person working should have a decent wage it should be thirty five dollars an hour for their their startup pay. What Come in on. the hell is wrong here? How can we even have people in our country like that? That is a yeah. The, I mean, where do you start? Ambition is please give me a job washing dishes or picking uh, uh, product, whatever, and let me show you what I can do, and let me and of course. I will work for a move up the ladder thing. That's, you know, self-worth. It's not you're supposed to go there and, and by the way, uh, let me paint my fingernails and whatever I want to do here and, and don't bother me, but keep my $35 an hour going. You know, right. it's, it's not going to work that way. Well, it's like all these people at the fast food restaurants that were organized by SEIU and by rent-a-mob protesters. If I'm running a McDonald's, I got ten people working for me that day, and five walk outside. They can turn their uniform in at the door. I got fifty more people that want your job. Sure. You're protesting what I am paying you. Go work somewhere else. Sure. There's go find another job. Maybe there's a help wanted sign somewhere in another state. Go. Yeah. Yeah, see if you, you can make you twenty dollars an hour. You start. That's the whole thing about free enterprise. You start and work your way where down, no up, and it comes from initiative. Initiative makes you who you are. If you have a great work ethic, you're going to be great. If you have a sorry work ethic, you're going to be a sorry human being. Well, that's like a little gay president thinks. Trickle up, triple, trickle, excuse me, trickle up economics. Right. There ain't nothing to trickle up from the bottom. Right. Trickle down economics. Exactly. You take people that put things at risk, go out, create jobs. They're the ones that are shaking the economy up. They're the ones that are making things happen, and they're the ones Obama hates. You don't go get a job for a person who has no money. They're not right. going to be hiring you. You have a person who's came from the bottom and worked his ass all the way up to the top, worked his ass, and I mean hard, and now they are creating jobs, and you want to point the finger that he's the mean, old, ugly demon? He's the one creating the jobs, you idiot. And yeah. that's what free enterprise is all about. You work hard, you make something, and you build business, hire people. It's it's so easy to understand and so simple. They are wanting to do exactly what they do. If they if you say something that is not uh, acceptable to them, you're either a racist, a bigot, uh, whatever. You know, you're one of those mean old. Uh, business people and you you really are taking advantage of the poor and it's incredible how stupid can we be and how long can we just continue to be stupid and these are people that theoretically work their way up to where they are god it is like michael moore who just moans hates capitalism that's how he made his money Exactly. He didn't make it in, in, in the this, this socialist. He didn't go to work for yeah. a poor person. He didn't. No. He, he didn't start out uh, without uh, capitalism. If it was not for capitalism, he would not be where he's at. And I and I hate his ass about his war on guns. I know you've 
seen all of these little uh, uh, episodes with approaching people with a mic and all that type of thing. Listen, Mike, we're going to be checking out now and uh, be looking forward to next week's show. Take care. Thank you, David. You have a good day. Dear President Obama, we, the people, have stated resolutely we reject your vision for our country. You claim you have not heard us. We, the people, have assembled across America resisting your efforts to subvert our Constitution and undermine our liberty. You claim you have not seen us. Since you have not acknowledged our message, let us here present it once more. For if, as President Wilson said, a leader's ear must ring with the voices of the people, the time has come. Our greatest treasure is... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.